Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, Two Jedi and a Sith. Thank you, everyone, who listened last week. We had 48 unique listeners, but we need that to be at least triple, if not quadruple that number. So share our podcast with your friends, your enemies, or just a stranger on the street. Make a new friend or enemy. But thank you again for listening, and we hope that you will stay with us in all the weeks to come. On this episode of the pod... And just shove out and I'm like, boo, gorilla. And he's like, oh no, I lost my footing. Then I don't want it written down like Isaac can defeat a gorilla because that's not a reputation you want. People be coming at you. McDonald's just globs in their caramel sauce on top of the frappe. My favorite thing is when I'm drinking through the straw and I, I sense some resistance, I'm like, oh baby, here it comes. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. there's this massive glob of caramel <laughs> that just some, fills, some, fills my mouth with little, flavor little, and excitement and I'm like little, this is why it's good to be alive of, uh, a chunk of fried gold is coming right up that straw yes absolutely you know like I feel like a tractor is like the country bumpkins tank right like oh, yeah, I, I have learned I, I, if anything from this story I have learned that in the event of a zombie apocalypse you best believe I'm going to be using a tractor Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode of Two Jedi and a Sith. We have another good one for you today. Um, we're your hosts, Ethan, Luke, and Isaac, and we're just gonna we're just gonna jump right into this thing. So we're gonna start off with a good old Q and A session. So our question today is: Who would win the following fight, bear versus gorilla? So there's a lot of layers to this. What kind of bear? And what is the location of the fight? See, and that was the first two thoughts I also had when mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. reading this question. Uh, it would have been better if we had known a specific bear. I mm. mean, when I when I, I think of gorilla, I think of silverback gorilla. But yeah, mm. okay. So so I've heard this argument several times. This has become very popular lately, and I always hear like whenever you don't know, it's like you always go with the most extreme of both. So in most cases of this argument, people go with silverback gorilla and grizzly bear. But if I know if we're doing the most intense, technically polar bears are the most like will, so, will F you up. You know? Here's where I think I'll have to disagree with that because a bear has little weapons on its little on its little tootsies, right? However, mm-hmm. if it is like, you know, a little old Appalachian black bears lost in some jungle and a silverback comes flying in. Mm. That, bear, that bear is a goner. That bear is dinner. But if you do have like a grizzly, a surly grizzly maybe, or polar bear, um, even in the gorilla's habitat, I still think them claws are going to play really big into, you know, gorilla's powerful, sure. He's, you know, doing the protein, maybe a little creatine. But I just, I don't know. I feel like Nine times out of ten, it's going to the bear. So, if I had to pick between the grizzly, we're going to assume it's a grizzly, and a gorilla, 
I so I have two words and to back up who I think will win. Opposable thumbs, score one for the gorilla. I think that the thumbs will make all the difference. You know, he can climb, he can grab things. Like, honestly, okay, if there was a gorilla, like, let's say there's, like, weapons in this fight. Who knows? We don't know what the, like, you know, the ring, the fighting ring looks like. Is there weapons? Is there a chair to grab and pick up and, like, slam against their back? Like, you know, WWE freestyle. Uh, I mean, what is what does the surroundings look like, you know, kind of earlier uh, bringing up what where's the location on whose turf are we fighting? Because I think a grizzly is not really going to know how to fight in the jungle, but a gorilla could whip up on a grizzly in the jungle. He could sneak <laughs> up on him and like just jump on him, rage on him. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, um, I think I'll agree with you in part that the gorilla isn't going to be thrown by the uh, the field, if you will, because yeah. it'd be a jungle situation or a woodland situation, and the gorilla's like, I, you know, I, a tree's a tree, right? But I do think that, if, especially if you're in a close to hibernating season bear, it's got a lot of stuffing, got a lot of padding, you know, so, you know, a gorilla can make a fist all day, and he's just going to make the bear a little angrier, you know? Yeah. I Has think anyone in the... science tested this? Yeah, that's a good question. Like, I want to know what the uh, prior literature has said on the subject, you know? I mean, get on it, science. Yeah. What are you, what are you doing? Curing diseases? Come on. Yeah. Bear like, versus honestly, gorilla, who wins? Yeah, let, like, let's cure medical diseases, but let's not answer the question that we all ask. And yeah, that is, yeah who's going to fight a bear? Who's going to win in a fight between a bear and a grizzly? Like, These are the questions need that need to be answered. This is important. Right. This is data. We need we need the data. Okay, so Ethan, what what are your what are your thoughts? So, Luke, so are you gonna go? Are you gonna go hard? You think Gorilla would win? Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna double down on that. Yeah, well, I I'm I'm going with a bar. So Ethan, you're the tiebreaker. You are the yeah. tiebreaker. Okay, so I have um Pressure. I have had this Pressure. debate before. Yeah, <laughs> I've had this debate before, Pressure. and. Um, I've heard other people have the same debate before, so I've heard like some facts from both sides of the argument. Um, so just some quick facts, and I'm getting somewhat different things that I've found, but I'm going to do like averages kind of of what I've found. So male grizzly bears can weigh uh, up to like 700 pounds. I've seen some that say like up to 1,000 even, so I'm not totally sure where the facts are with that. And they'd be tall, you know. They probably like six, seven feet tall, I would say at least, um, on their hind legs. A silverback gorilla weighs up to like five hundred pounds, is what I've seen, and then a, they can be up to like five feet tall. So, so you have a big stature difference between the grizzly bear and the silverback gorilla. Um, of course, the grizzly bear has claws, and Sharper teeth? I mean, I know gorillas have sharp teeth, but I would think grizzly bears probably have a nastier rack set of teeth, you know. Sure. Um, but gorillas don't have claws. Another thing I will say, though, is um, gorillas got that mobility. They are very mobile, very nimble. You know, they can move around real good and everything. Also, since they are 
They are apes, correct? I'm trying to make sure I say that right for my animal science people out there. I believe gorillas are considered apes because they don't have a tail. Um, so they have high intelligence, you know, because their brain is somewhat similar to a human brain. So so the gorilla is more intelligent, uh, more ambidextrous, got the, uh, the opposable thumbs, easier to move around and everything. But the the bear's sheer size and strength and deadliness with those claws, and everything. I, I, I'm just imagining if a grizzly bear pins down a gorilla, I don't think that gorilla is getting out of there. Like I know gorillas are like mad strong, but grizzly bears are huge, and so I think it would have. To, so. I like what Isaac said. I think it was Isaac that said, like, nine times out of ten, the grizzly bear would win. Yeah. In a grill. So I think if you had the fight ten times, I think the grizzly bear would win at least, like, seven of them. That would be – so I'm thinking overall, I think the grizzly bear would win just because there's so much to work with. Okay. You know? Okay. Let me Let me also support my position a little bit more here. I also did some research here. And it says here that silverback gorillas are stronger than 20 adult humans combined, as they can lift and throw up to 1,800 pounds, is what this says. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So how much How much did you say a average grizzly bear weighed? This is the question. Pounds. I know it said one of I them said, said 700 to 1,000. Okay, there's okay, this one's see, I'm getting different things because this one says uh okay, it says upward of seven hundred pounds on one of these. Another one says nine hundred pounds. But either way, that's still less than I was about to what say, say thirteen so, eighteen hundred pound like strength rate, okay. Like the gorilla doesn't weigh eighteen hundred pounds, but like he can lift because again Thumbs, thumbs. He can yeah, lift. He can lift Here, that. Here's, you know, and just do thing. what you will with him. Here's the thing, though. Um, gorillas mainly stitch, stitch, stick to a vegetarian diet. A bear, a grizzly, they have that bloodthirst. They are gonna just want. They're like, see, the gorilla's like, hey, here's this thing attacking me. I gotta, gotta defend myself. Whereas a bear's like. I'm hungry. I'm going to eat this gorilla. So I think that's where the the, the bear is just going to want it more, I think, in my humble opinion. Because, you know, you can throw me across the room, but if, I, if I'm if i going to eat you, I'm going to get up and I'm going to come back at you. Yeah. Just saying. Well, and also I think here an important, important clarifying question here. Uh, is the bear hungry? I mean, I imagine a bear is always hungry. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, they're they're always they're like they're like NC State basketball players. They're oh, always hungry. Yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe that was. <laughs> yeah. I would I would assume for the case of this argument that both are in their most possible aggressive state. You know. Yeah. Like they're ready to fight. So I would say, yeah, the bear's hungry. The gorilla's angry. You know, whatever makes them the most aggressive, like, yeah. for this fight. So, One is going to be out of its element, and I think they're going to be on high alert, you know? Yeah. I think, too, like, let's say there's a cliff, 
I mean, that thing throws that bear off. He ain't coming mm. back. You know what I mean? <clears throat> well. Again, this yeah, goes I back to well, I, also... I, mean, I mean, you do have a point there. But, I mean, that's I could, in theory, startle a gorilla off of a cliff. Well, that's doesn't true. doesn't mean I can defeat it. <laughs> See, yeah, I was going to say, hiding, also. If I'm I... strategically hidden and just shove out and I'm like, boo, gorilla. And he's like, <laughs> oh, no, I lost my footing. Then I don't want it written down like <laughs> Isaac can defeat a gorilla. Because that's not a reputation you want. People be coming at you. Jeez, yeah, I okay. I'm I'm sticking with my gorilla position, but you, I bring up good points. I mean, there's good points. I, do, I think, yeah. Oh, I, I don't think that this is a, a clean sweep. You this know, is this not is a, a clean you know, sweep. No, I think I think the bear and at the end of the day will edge out in total, uh, but the gorilla is going to do some damage. Yeah, I hope I hope that satisfies you, listener. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a complicated thing. Depending on mm. the surrounding environment and details, but yeah, that's our thoughts. In our next segment, Ethan will provide a prompt discussion in which each council member will be asked to rank, draft, or select items at their own discretion for the purpose of prompt provided. And today's prompt is... Creating your all-star fast food meal with each of the following categories. You may pick one entree, two sides, one drink, and one dessert. This segment is called Critical Thinking with Ethan Jenkins. Ethan? Okay, guys. I'm excited for this segment because... This is something that I have thought about for a long time and th- something I've wanted to do for a very long time. It's like, you know what? One day I'm just going to go to all of these fast food restaurants and I'm going to get the best item from all of them and make my all-star meal. Have not done that yet, but I have I have thought about this for a very long time. So I'm very excited for this to be the first segment that we can all critically think together. So, So I'm happy to be with you today to do this for y'all. And I'm excited to see what each of you are going to say. Yeah, I'm excited about this. This is a great idea. Yeah, this is. I'm. I'm. I'm hungry. I can't quite taste food today, but I am hungry now. So, would you like us to go? (laughs) Would Would you like us to analyze each of us do our entree, then two sides, drink, etc.? Or would you like Luke to go through his gamut, his whole thing, and we talk about it? Or how do do you want to do this? Because so, so I say this we is, do. This is a big one. This is a big one. Yeah, this is. So I say we do one at a time. So it's like someone does the entree first, someone does their entree first, and their person does their okay. entree first. Then we go to the Love sides. Um, so, and it also we need to clarify certain things, certain categories. So, like one I had today was like, you know, some entrees at some places are served as sides at other places. For instance, at cookout. You can get a quesadilla as both a side and an entree, but you need two quesadillas to make an entree, but one is a side. So my question is something like that. What would what would you do in that circumstance? So like, But then like a, a quesadilla from Taco Bell, is that a side or entree? Because usually at Taco Bell, it's considered like an entree, you know? Here's the thing, man. Um, nachos are either a side or entree. It's the, it's the mass, the amount that you have. Yeah, if you got it's a little, definitely. You know, little, if you got a little bowl, 
that's yeah. that's, that's your side of not. Sure. Yeah, it's it's yeah. the amount. Yeah. It's the amount that makes all the difference for sure. And you know what? Mainly, mainly, it's what makes you happy. It's what makes you happy. Yes. You know. There you go. Hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm discovering so much about myself writing these down. This is this is unsettling. <laughs> this is unsettling. Oh man. So so does anybody want to start? You want me to go first? What what's the pleasure uh, see, of I'm your... struggling. Mm, I'm struggling on this entree. Ethan, I think this is your segment. So you okay. uh you you back first. Start us off, my boy. Okay, I will go first. I have my entire list already made. So <laughs> like I said, I thought about this for a while. So to start off with my entree, this will probably this this will discuss some people, I'm sure, because this particular fast food chain gets a lot of crap about it, gets a bad rap, in my opinion, but I love it, and everyone that knows me knows that I love this place, but very few people do. So I'm going to start off with where my heart is. And for my entree, I'm going to pick the roast beef sandwich from Arby's. It's wow. just let me see, Arby's, their sandwiches have so much, like they got so much meat to them, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's they, like they you have don't the leave meat. Arby's hungry. Mm-hmm. Exactly, they, they have the meat. The meat. They have the meat. You're not. They tell you right there. Yeah, you're not going to leave there hungry if you get the right mm-hmm. thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And plus, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just something. Just something about their roast beef that I just can't get enough of. So for my main entree, mm. I'm going with a roast beef sandwich from Arby's. You know, the the Arby's sauce with the roast beef is what makes all the difference for me. You know the you know the mm. sauce that they have? Uh I, I do, yeah. Arby's sauce. And it oh my gosh, it's so good on a roast beef. You know, yeah. you know, a good a good sandwich or a good entree can be just shot into the stratosphere with a good sauce, you know? Yeah, I mean it's really. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think it goes underlooked by a lot of a lot of places. One hundred percent. See, and I'm under a different impression because, like, to me, I feel like if something needs sauce or something like that, it's not actually that good in itself. But I, I totally understand. I think it it does. You're one hundred percent right. One hundred percent right. It has to stand alone. Right. But mm-hmm. I think if the sauce, um adds to it not yeah. improves it you know what i mean if that makes sense yeah then you, then yes. you got something special there you got something special there i like that but then i know like the the beef and cheddar from arby's where it's the roast beef sandwich but with like nacho cheese on it i mm-hmm. despise it like i do not think the cheese goes well with the roast beef so i'm i'd get a plain roast beef that's my favorite don't add any sauce nothing just plain jane that's my that's my spiel. I'm it. sorry. Love it. Love it. No, 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 no. You don't apologize. You're doing a great job. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. Who wants to go next? Luke, you better go because I. Okay. This, this this is a hard this is a hard question. You're answer. right. This is this is a hard one. Because I, I I got I may I may need you all's guidance because. Yeah. Well, just go ahead. Just go ahead, Luke. Go hey. ahead. Okay. Well, I mean. I don't I do think there's multiple right answers to this question for me. So like it's hard to narrow down. So I get what you're saying, Isaac. Like it's hard to pick that one entree that you're like that you're gonna go with. But I have mm-hmm. to go with I think my go-to entree, which similarly to um Ethan is at a place that I think gets a horrible rep. Like 
god awful rip. And this place, um, in my opinion, has the best burger, uh, and it is the Whopper. Okay, the Whopper cannot be beat by literally any fast food burger. I mean, everything from the toppings. So, like, I don't know if y'all have noticed this, but like, okay, let's say you go to McDonald's. Your toppings are going to be the same temperature as your burger. Like, they're going to be warm. Like, that lettuce mm -hmm. is going to be warm. Like, not good. At Burger King, I looked this up, actually. They have a policy where their vegetables are only put on the burger, and the burger is assembled only when it is ordered. So there's no, like, wow. free, like... Let's make this Whopper like and have it on a shelf sitting there where like the lettuce is like as warm as the meat patty, you know, mm -hmm. under like a freaking salamander, you know, staying warm. So <laughs> some bacon in the sun. I mean, and also like the Whopper itself, like I don't know what they got figured out, man, about it, but like the sauce, like the condiments on it. Uh, the perfect amount of onion, perfect amount of lettuce, tomato, get it how it comes. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So good. I'll tell you both. It's funny, uh, Luke. It's... Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's funny, Luke, because I'm I'm right there with you. I knew exactly what you were gonna say when you said that. And I was and I agree a hundred percent that Burger King has the best fast food burger and in the Whopper. Like yeah, it's the char. It's not even close. It's just got good flavor. Yeah, and you bring up another good point. It's the char grill, right? Mm -hmm. McDonald's don't, McDonald ain't char char in their burgers. Well, they got they got a flat top. That's right. That's right. You, gotta, you know, there there could be bugs crawling across that thing. Char grill, they're falling right to their death. That's right, right to their death on the char grill. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. It's sanitary. Mm -hmm. It's sanitary. It it's, and the flavor, the flavor, the smoked flavor of bugs, mm. delicious, mm. delicious. I think the two of you have selected outstanding entrees. Mm, thank you. <clears throat> anyone, anyone that says otherwise, um, <clears throat> I'll be glad to fight him. I'll be glad. Wow, to fight him. wow! Appreciate I'm so glad it. to have you in my corner, Isaac. I'm here. Yep. That's I'm what here. council members do. Yeah, ready to support, mm. assist in fighting if necessary. Okay. Yes, I will take a light. I will take a lightsaber, <laughs> somebody. You know, that's all I'm saying. Oh, wow, wow! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dice them up. Okay, right, so. This was challenging. I got to tell you, um, the entree that I will I'll get and I just, I will, I'll forget anything that's going on around me when I'm eating it. So it's just, it's just me and the entree. Sure. And this is really random. You all may have never even heard of this place because uh, it is a chain, but it's not very fancy. Um, mm. There's a place called Tijuana Flats and it's a little oh. like um, Mexican place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's one over in the carry next okay. to Trader Joe's. They have steak nachos there that are just, I mean, that's, that's for me, last meal worthy because they get your nacho base. <clears throat> they'll throw steak on there and then they'll put cheese and then they put it in the oven and they melt it. So the chips get a little hot. The cheese is melty steaks there. Then they'll do like, you know, like a pico de gallo thing on there. Mm -hmm. But what the kicker is, is this is just delicious all by itself because they've got like a little uh, crema fresh kind of sauce on there. And like, I will just shove all that into my face, my face mouth all day long. They have, this is where that alone is fantastic. But then they have 
these sauces. So there's like this sweet chili sauce that I'll get and put on there. Mm. And it's just this savory, sweet, cheesy little piece of heaven is what it is. So no, cannot recommend Tijuana Flats. Uh, they actually have a lot of good food. But uh, once I found the steak nachos, it was like, if you strike gold, boys, you don't go looking for silver. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. 100% mm-hmm. get you right there. Yeah. I'm just saying. But I'll, I'll tell you this, though. This is, that's how I gauge a lot of restaurants is like, like can, you do a good, can you do a good nacho bowl? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But see, this I mean, was like... hard for me. Go ahead. No. Yeah, it's not an wow. easy thing to pick an entree, you know, I mean, because it depends, you know, for me, food depends on the mood I'm in, you know, exactly. how much time do I have? Uh, oh. How long is the line at the place oh, that I yeah. want to eat at? Uh, that yeah, changes. I mean, all of those factors change whether I eat there or not, you know. I, I have um, just floating, like there's days where I'm like, I need uh, buffalo chicken wings. And then there's days where it's like, I need um, Chick-fil-A or I need a stuffed crust pizza, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, but I got to tell you the one that I'm always just, I'm sad that it's gone is the steak nachos that I get here. Yeah. Mm. But so I think um, this was, the, we have good taste. We have. We good do taste. have good taste. And I say that, I say that without being biased. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, no bias here. Just honesty. No, 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 no. just brutal honesty. What you think about your sides there, Ethan? What what you got on that? Okay, so side number one for me, and this was this one was honestly a little more challenging for me than the entree because I've got like four or five of these things written down, and I'm trying to. Okay, so I think I'm gonna go with my first one, and I'm gonna have to go with a French fry. The question is whose French fries, and the answer is. Bojangles, Bojangles, oh, seasoned French fries are one of God's gifts to Earth in the food realm. I think, I and agree. I mean, yeah, and if also if you're not bow sizing, you order French fries. What are you doing? What are so, you? Yeah, you're you're doing it wrong. Can't, can't have just a small order of fries. Yeah, that's exactly what you can't can't just have a small. So I'm gonna go with. Bojangles, French fries, bow size. Bow size. Okay, mm-hmm. so I think um, when I heard of sides, okay, I definitely thought first thing comes to mind French fries. Although my place uh, for French fries goes to another place, uh, different than Bojangles, uh, and mm. harkens back to the place where Ethan's entree comes from, Arby's Curly Fries. Now, I challenge you to find a more iconic fry than Arby's Curly Fries. Not only are they the best side, in my opinion, at Arby's, you know, at the restaurant, but you will actually Mm -hmm. see Arby's branded Curly Fries in the grocery store. They Mm -hmm. are that loved and cherished by the American public and Arby's, thank you for providing this gift to society. Again, we're not sponsored by Arby's. Maybe we could be in the future. I don't know. Who knows? knows? But pay us money, Arby's. I love some curly fries. You know, that's my thought. Like I already, I already talked positive about Arby's. Getting some money for it would be fantastic. 
But I would like to say something in addition to your curly fry comment. Curly fries was also on my short list for Arby's. I mean, for sides. So, which brings me to an interesting point. It's like, why did uh, why did they even introduce crinkle cut fries? No one, no one. If you go to Arby's, you're not eating crinkle cut fries. You're getting That's them curly right. fries because they yeah. so dang good. Arby's, why, why are you fooling around, man? You've got a great product. Why would you introduce another product? Again, you found right. gold, Arby's. Don't go digging for silver. Don't, Don't go, go digging, digging for silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. So that's my only um, beef with Arby's. Because <laughs> oh. they have oh. another pun. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Mm. Look at us go. Mm-hmm. Okay, Isaac. What we got, Isaac? Okay, here's where some may say this isn't a side, and this is where um, it is my shame, but it is also my love. Um, mm. I got to tell you, I love me the Taco Bell, and the cheesy mm. bean and rice burrito is, um, I I would, if if a zombie apocalypse broke out, and I was like, I got to get some food fast, I'm going to head in there, I'm going to rob them of all their cheesy bean and rice burrito. And I don't know why mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's nothing fancy, but it's just, again, we've got the, like this, this, the cheese that they have just makes the seasoned rice and beans just, it works for me. It works for me. It's heavy. It's mm-hmm. a heavy side, but I'm there. This was a tough one though. This was a very difficult one, yes. but mm. you know, the good news is Isaac that we have another side oh, that yeah. each of us mm-hmm. can pick. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. So uh, I did, I will admit, I did contemplate doubling up on French fries just because there's so many places with so many good French fries. But I think I'm going to go with a non-potato item on this one. So this one I had forgotten about until I started thinking about what I would select. And I have not had this in a very long time. And I normally, actually, I very rarely will go to this fast food restaurant just because um, I think it's a little too expensive personally. This and I'm people pick on me for being cheap, you know. So that may be my my character Nothing flaw for the day. That's a um, strength, man. Anyway, don't let anyone else tell money, you otherwise. Money don't grow on trees, boy. Thank you. Money don't, you know. Thank you, thank you. Yes. Um. So anyway, so other than this side, I don't normally eat here much at all, and I don't go here much at all. But maybe I should start going more for this one side. And that is Panera Bread's mac and cheese. Mm. Really? Panera Bread has some very good mac and cheese. It's so like you go to these other fast food restaurants. Some of it tastes like, you know, it came from a box packaging, you know. But I will say uh, Panera Bread's, it's like tastes like quality, quality, real, like freshly made pasta, uh, fresh cheese, real cheese. And I had forgotten about it until yesterday, and so I'm gonna put that on there because I I, I remember leaving Panera one time, and be like, man, that mac and cheese is like that's some of the best mac and cheese I've had from a restaurant. So I'm going with Panera Bread's mac and cheese. Well, that's a, that's an interesting choice there, Ethan. I've never tried Panera Bread's uh, mac and cheese, but now I'm not either. You know, based on your rankings, I'm definitely gonna have to try it. Yeah, I yeah. I will go I there. So. I, there's I one cheddar. close to me. You said it's white cheddar? White cheddar? I believe it is a white cheddar mac and cheese. Mm. But I may be wrong. Because like I said, it's been a while. It's been a long time. I don't go there much. So 
well, maybe we need to change our ways and get more Panera. Should. Yeah, this is the way. This is the way. Yeah. Um. So when I'm thinking about my second side, I too am thinking about a non-potato based side. However, we are going to stay in the fried department because mm. uh, we fry everything in the South and uh, we're proud of it. Amen. We're proud Praise of it. Me. Yep. So um, for my second side, uh, this is actually a restaurant based out of the Midwest. Uh, and it is a chain uh, and it is known as Culver's. And Culver's oh. has a really good cheese curd they do cheese curds very well and that is my second side is cheese curds cheese curds are the best of the best you can enjoy them with uh marinara sauce if you would like i think that increases your uh experience overall experience but i do think that they can be enjoyed by themselves and they pair well with any literally any food i can eat them uh with anything so again, that's my choice. Cheese curds from Culver's. I've never had that, but I love some cheese curds. The place that I go is a little, it's its a long story. They're a little hit and miss on their um, ability to get things correct when you order them. Is there a Culver's near us? Yeah. So uh, I believe there's one in Cary. There is yeah, one I'm in on Cary. The, I'm on the Google here. Yeah, there's one in Cary. And then, uh, the one that I have most experience eating at is the one that's in the mountains uh, in Asheville, in Arden. Mm. Uh, so mm. in Culver's, uh, we're not sponsored by you, but I will gladly take your money. Yep. We will take some money. So there's yeah. Culver's. I will say, Luke, uh, Culver's cheese curd was also on my short list as well. So See, solid pick me. there, sir. Solid selection. Thank you, sir. I'm going to... I'm going to I'm going to have to go explore this because this is this could be life changing. Um yeah. My second side um this was this was challenging because it's it's a cheese stick. Um and there's a mm. couple different that are very good. Um uh, but I got I had to go to the one that I get most often and that's just your basic Pizza Hut cheese sticks. Mm. And the reason I like the Pizza Hut cheese sticks is they get the little crust around the edge. And so, like, you'll eat this cheesy, wonderful bread, and then you get this nice, like, baked little crust situation that's happened, and it's just delightful. It is. I I don't think I ever go to Pizza Hut where I don't get at least a single order of those. But again, that would be one of my stops on my zombie apocalypse food tour. I think that would be a good wow. stop. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You the know, crust. and I had. A crust i've never i've never had their cheese sticks but the crust does mm. sound like it makes the experience yeah. yeah there's like a little bit like there's uh just i don't know it's just the pans they use or like they look cast iron and it kind of gets you know like when the cornbread gets a little bit of that crust on it mm. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good all i'm saying it's worth uh maybe mm -hmm. maybe we need to just order a bunch of cheese sticks mm. that sounds I like think. a good idea to me um, next podcast recording session we're gonna be catered with uh Pizza Hut cheese sticks. It's just it's just us eating. Isaac, get on that. Just us eating. It's gonna be it's gonna turn into an ASMR uh yeah. episode uh, next week. Yes. It's gonna be just us munching. Just a lot of just a lot of <laughs> chewing and sounds of joy. Just be like, oh, that's so delicious. Yes, yes. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, guys, that uh wraps up our sides. So right now we all have an entree and two lovely sides to accompany our entree. So mm-hmm. now we got to pick us something to wash it all down with, you know, got to get us uh, some beverage up in here. So with this category, I thought about, you know, you can do just regular drinks like soft drinks. You can get somewhere's sweet tea that may have your favorite type of sweet tea. You know, we are in the South um, or even like a coffee or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so these are all possible mm-hmm. considerations. So do, do, do consider that. So mine may seem, uh, my pick may seem kind of basic upon first hearing. However, once I am more specific, I think I think you'll understand. So my pick is going to be a good old Coca-Cola, but it is from McDonald's. Because everyone knows that McDonald's has the best Coca-Cola of any fast food chain. And there is a reason behind it, is they actually have like a higher concentration of the flavored syrup that goes into their carbonation when you get the drink from uh, McDonald's. That's why Coke tastes better at McDonald's than anywhere else. It's also why... I'm locking it in. It's also why their Sprite is so spicy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I, that's like a, a legitimate scientific fact. So McDonald's, you've got your drinks figured out. I cannot dispute that. So no. have they just got, you know, special like, you know, connections at Coca-Cola and they've, wow, wow. They do. And um, I've heard that they even have special like kegs that they import the Coke to McDonald's to specifically to where it's like, it's not like a plastic barrel container it's like a metal aluminum canister wow. that it ships to McDonald's specifically wow. that's what i've heard don't know how true that is yeah. um mcdonald's can prove me wrong but you know either way they got something going on with that coke at mcdonald's wow. so i'm going coke go. from mickey d's okay well i i definitely like when I saw the list of things that we'd have to make for our all-star meal. Uh, the drink was like not even a thought. Like I, I was like, okay, clearly this is going to be my drink. And uh, for those that know me, I, I do have a very heavy addiction to Coke Zero. Uh, it's It seriously is a problem. Uh, but if I had to pick one drink, it would be a knee-high orange soda. Oh. Wow. Knee are literally God's gift to creation. Like in the beginning, after day seven, when mm-hmm. everything was completed, we did not get the whole picture because on day eight, God created knee highs and they so are true. amazing. They are amazing. Uh, like, I mean, and again, it's an orange soda, but it has, I think the reason why it's so good is it has orange juice concentrate in the soda itself so there's less of an artificial taste and more of like that orange soda that we all love you know that orange flavor uh so that's wow hands down 100 percent a knee high in a glass bottle cooled to the perfect temperature that 
is by far my go-to drink. Wow. Not a, not a bad yeah. one. Not a bad one. I had never had a knee high until uh, Luke actually recommended it to me probably about a year ago. And I went to a fancy uh, soda shop and they had knee highs there. And I bought one. I was like, wow, these are amazing. So, Luke, I gotta, I can't disagree with you on that one, sir. Good pick. Good Luke, pick. You, Thank you, you sir. changed his life. You changed Thank his you. life. Yeah, I try. You know, that's what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you listeners out there will try one because it will change your life. I promise you. So, uh, my favorite drink, and this was, again, very challenging. Um, it, it is in the Mountain Dew family. Um, I don't drink soft drinks hardly at all. But when I do, I go I go full hog, you know, like give me all the sugar. Um, I really struggled between some of the um, extended Mountain Dew family flavors. But the one that I love so much is um, it's the Baja Blast from Mountain Dew. Yep. And I, I got to so say much. that, the, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's delicious, but it's also, um, it was, I think what really made it is, it was the one of the first like ooh this is a new Mountain Dew thing so it was just uh, it was unique at the time, um, and again, it couples with my cheesy bean and rice burrito situation there as well, and I just it was a big favorite of mine. I will say it was this was very very close to a Code Red Mountain Dew was also right neck and neck, neck and neck there. But I gotta gotta give it to the Baja Blast. Mm. That's a classic, man. Uh, Baja oh, yeah. Blast is a very popular choice, a crowd favorite, if you will. Yes, mm-hmm. good choice. Yeah. yeah. Let's get to let's, just what we a quick plug. Oh, <laughs> so a quick plug while we're on the Mountain Dew train. The, my favorite, my personal favorite flavor of Mountain Dew that I don't think gets enough love is actually Mountain Dew Voltage. It's the blue one that they used, oh. they make they mix it with ginseng. And it gives you a little little zest, and that is my personal favorite. It's hard to go wrong because they had a pineapple one that I had never heard of before. Yes. I tried it, and I was like, I could drink this all day, all mm. day. Mm. Mountain mm. Mountain Dew got it going on. Let me tell you, with all are, their they good are, flavors and everything. They're they are you know cutting edge of science is what they are. They That's are. So yeah. Anyway, also Mountain Dew, feel free to sponsor us. You know. Yeah, you know, anytime we'll throw stuff away. There's a takeaway from any of our segments. We will take money from literally whoever. Whoever wants to give us money. Even even if I don't like you, I'm going to like you after sponsorships, you know? That's right. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't pretend to like anybody. That's a a good uh, thing there, Isaac. I can pretend to like anybody. Oh, I I can pretend to like anybody. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. What's our desserts, okay. boys? All right. Last round here, boys. We've got desserts. So I have two that I'm heavily debating between right now. And even this very second, I am not totally <laughs> convinced which one I am going to pick. And so I'm trying to um, currently stall time while my brain makes a decision what exactly I'm going to pick. So, And I think I have decided... So, okay, yep, I've made my decision. I'm going to go with the caramel frappe from McDonald's. Mm. So I, me personally, I am not a big coffee drinker. 
Um, but when I do drink coffee, it's got to be sweet. Like, honestly, most people are like, it disgusts people, like how much sugar and stuff I put in my coffee when I drink it. So I'm not a real coffee drinker, but I love coffee flavored, like dessert beverages. And McDonald's caramel frappe. Also, I am a huge, like, I love anything caramel. And so McDonald's just globs in their caramel sauce on top of the frappe. My favorite thing is when I'm drinking through the straw and I, I sense some resistance, I'm like, oh, baby, here it comes. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. there's this massive glob of caramel that just <laughs> some, fills some fills my mouth with little, flavor and excitement. And I'm like, little, this is why it's good to be alive. A chunk of fried gold is coming right up that straw. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So I always, I so McDonald's caramel frappes, but I would do say I get I order them specifically without whipped cream, because I feel like, uh, the whipped cream will actually kind of dilute the flavor of the caramel frappe. It's like there's less you're mixing in this flavorless stuff with this good stuff, and so there's less flavor in the flavored stuff. That's just my opinion. I'm not a big whipped cream guy. So I order mine without whipped cream. So give me a McDonald's caramel frappe with no whipped cream for my dessert. Locking it in. Locking it in. Locking uh, it in. So again, uh, right behind my drink choice, I knew automatically what my dessert was going to be. Automatically. <laughs> it is hands down my favorite of a chain restaurant, and that is the Krispy Kreme Donut. Regular glaze mm-hmm. oh, oh, donut. Man. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, that being left on the board uh is like heathen. Uh <sighs> and everyone knows that okay, in in the beginning, there was manna that fell from heaven on the children of Israel, <laughs> and that manna was Krispy Kreme donuts, people. Krispy Kreme hot, donuts. Hot. Hot, hot, crispy, hot sign on. Hot sign on. Hot sign was on in heaven. That's right, mm-hmm. and just raining it down, raining it. Down. I mean, yeah. what I would have killed to have been there, Strong. man. I mean, Strong, and to man. think that they got tired of that, I don't know. But anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. This is literally the single greatest thing ever. It is so good that at their restaurants they let you see how they make them. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Yep. Mm-hmm. And a hot sign, I literally, I have so many stories about this, but for sake of time, I won't go into them. But when a hot sign's on, I've almost seen some wrecks. You know, we are oh, yeah. pulling off the side of the <laughs> road. Lock it down. Lock Locking it down. traffic down yeah. is that hot sign, you know? So, yep, that's definitely, I feel very confident locking in that answer. Strong, strong That's answer. So good. Did not even think I, of that, but that is a solid pick. Solid pick. I should not have let you go before me because I feel like this could be a letdown. But um, the the first thing that came there's so many good things, so many. But the first thing I just wrote down that came to my mind, and this is um this was a big treat when I was but a little lad, the Wendy's chocolate frosty. Oh yeah, that was my go to. Oh man, because I don't know, I just uh, it was just. It was different because it wasn't it's not ice cream right it's uh right right is it, is it custard no yeah i don't know i don't know how what you would describe that what is it 
Wendy's is Wendy's Frosties are magic. So, I mean, that was, uh, I grew up in a town where there was like all of nothing. So we had like one fast food place mm -hmm. and when I was young and then, then we got the big Wendy's and that was a big day. That was mm -hmm. a big day. And then we would just get Frosties. My grandmother, a uh, hard addict to Wendy's Frosties. Um, so I don't know. That was just, that was what first came to my mind, but man, Luke, that whole, that whole Krispy Kreme thing is really, really messed me up there because that that's a fine choice. Fine well, choice. I, I have a lot of really good memories associated with Frosties. Uh, similarly, when Wendy's came to town, buddy, it was a big deal because uh, we had mm -hmm. McDonald's and I think we had KFC and that was the two options. And uh, yeah. mm -hmm. then, uh, then Wendy's rolled around and I'm like, hmm, that Frosty as a child on a hot day in the middle of July that really satisfies so good choice we also used we also use these uh wonderful little soft serve milkshakes uh to create abominations where we would like mix uh you know three four packets of pepper in and challenge each other to like hey you gotta do a spoonful of this or here's oh, wow. just a bunch of salt or yeah so we we ruined many frosties but um that we also enjoyed far more than we ruined so yeah yeah good times great did you ever do uh I remember as a kid, I always did the whole uh, dip your French fries in the frosty. Oh yeah, that way. classic. classic. That way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. very good, very good. <sighs> yeah. um, there we go. Um, I have a uh, some honorable mentions I would care to oh. include. Go for it. Make the cut. We're right there. So for my entree, this is why I asked the quesadilla question. Uh, Taco Bell's chicken quesadilla. The go. best quesadilla I've ever had. Any Mexican restaurant I've ever been to, personally, oh. it's it's the best. I it was so close. If I could have picked that as one of my sides, I would have done it. Um, but I respect the rules, and uh, yeah. So that was one of them. Chicken quesadilla, um, from Taco Bell. One of my sides, I put uh KFC potato wedges, which are no longer mm. a thing. I mm. was absolutely devastated when they took those away. I would literally go to KFC just for those potato wedges. Um, they're no longer with us. I do not, not a big fan of the new fries. Um, mm -hmm. KFC bring back potato wedges. That's my, that's my plug right there. Um, and then for dessert, I also had a cookout Oreo milkshake. Um, I love a good old Oreo milkshake from cookout. Um, you're going to be, so it's going to be hard to go wrong with any kind of, uh, cookoutery, you know, any kind of cookout. Yeah. Cookout is a great restaurant and honestly, their milkshake game is hard to beat. It really is. It's challenging. Yeah. So I hear, I want to, hmm, this is kind of a debate. I would like to hear y'all's opinions on, but brief, you know. Uh, so I hear a lot of people that don't like cookouts milkshakes because they mm. say they're not a milkshake because you can't drink it through the straw. The ice cream is so thick. It's inaccurate. This is, this is my opinion. I... I mean, you could say, you know what? That's fine. That's not a milkshake then. But it's some dang good ice cream because I don't want a runny a runny milkshake from Cookout. When I get one that I can drink through a straw from Cookout, I'm disappointed. And I'm like, well, dang, it ain't the machine ain't working tonight. So no, this is, I'm fine. I'll, get, are, I'll use that spoon. They're wrong. Yeah, they are just plain wrong. I mean... I want my cookout milkshake to be such that when you stick your spoon 
into that milkshake, it is going to stay there for probably mm. like 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. That's how I yeah. want my milkshake. And I ain't waiting on it to melt either. Like I'm eating it with a spoon as it is intended to eat. Uh, and well, yeah. The process of, of drinking a milkshake too, you have to do straw work. You have to move the straw around. Right. You got to stir a little. So you've got to, you've got to get the, um, the milkshake movable. You know, you got to get think, it a little more. I so, think this is yeah, the These problem. people are wrong. We've got some lazy milkshake drinkers out there. We're, that's a mm. preach. Who preach, really, preach. really want us mm. to just have it ready for them to eat. You know, Amen. well, we're not going to go around chewing your food up for you and spitting mm -hmm. it in your mouth. You're yeah. going to have to do mm -hmm. some work yourself. We're not, we're not your mama birds. No, we're not no, your sir. mama bird. No, no sir. sir. Oh, no. And what, just to add on to what you just said, Luke, like you think when you go to cookout and you get a milkshake, you've got massive chunks of whatever mm -hmm. flavor you just ordered. You couldn't drink mm -hmm. it through a straw anyway. If you were able to, you'd have to have a pulverized Oreo. Reese's cup, yeah. uh, Snickers bar, whatever. So what's the point? You're what's the point? Just to drink it through a straw, you're sacrificing massive chunks of the ingredient of your choice. So and see, I I will even like I will I will do straw work, get all the milkshake, and then you've got like ice creamy chunks at the bottom. You spoon that mm. out. It's glorious. It's glorious. Mm. Mm. Yes, it's mm. concentrated happiness, is what it is. It's concentrated happiness. Yes, I agree. Okay. I think this is a great segment. Thank you for bringing this yes. to our standing. Yeah. No, you know, I, I appreciate it. I've been waiting to do this for a very long time and uh, I'm satisfied with what I've heard. So thank <laughs> you for allowing me to do this. Glad you could get it off your chest, man. That's what this podcast is all about. Mm. I I am healed. Thank you. Good. Good. Praise be. Well, that was a um, great segment, guys. Good job. Now for our next session, we have an old classic, which is Just a John with Luke. In this segment, Luke provides us with a news story, a funny story, or just an event that may have happened that he would like to share with us. So Luke, what do you have for us today? I have a doozy uh, for you today. There was many, many uh, uh, articles, a lot of sifting uh, through current events that I did. Uh, and we're going to have a few uh, honorable mentions that I will mention at the end. But this one was sent in to me, to me by a listener uh, of the pod. And this one takes the cake, man. When I read this one, I was like, oh, we are talking about this one. Uh, so the article is in uh, called Man Driving Tractor leads Boone police on miles-long chase, hitting multiple vehicles and a church. Officers said they are still trying to, quote, sort it all out. So let me set the stage uh, for this event. So basically, uh, the police got a call about a man driving a tractor erratically in a parking lot um, as he was trying to hit pedestrians. Uh, and then he hit a vehicle uh, on the east side of town. Uh, so when he hit the vehicle, uh, a dumpster and a church, while also trying to hit pedestrians, uh, officers were called to the scene. 
and so a video has made its way around TikTok uh, as well as online on Facebook, and then it was reported by the local news up in uh, Boone. Uh, so officers tried to use uh, spike strips, it says here, to stop the tractor, uh, but the tractor could not be stopped with the spike strips, and it was ineffective. Uh, officers were concerned about a local elementary school, so they were determined to not let him get that far. So officers resorted to when the tractor was in an isolated area, they shot the tires off of the tractor with a shotgun. And then the tractor turned onto Elk Creek Road, and after a few miles of driving without a front tire, uh, he turned onto a private drive and literally ran out of road, like had nowhere else to go. So then he jumped off the tractor, knowing that he was cornered and that the police was just like all over him this whole time. I mean, he's like going, mind you, like a decent speed, like, you know, like on a tractor, like 30 miles per hour, 35 miles per hour or whatever. Uh, but it's just a line of police cars in this video chasing this guy on a tractor. Uh, and so he jumps off the tractor when he's cornered uh, at the end of the at the end of the line, and he pulls out a knife and is like waving it around, like you know, back up, you know. And then uh, an officer promptly tased him and took him into custody. Uh, and so the Boom Police says, "I would like to thank our officers for putting themselves in harm's way." to protect our community. It just doesn't seem like this should be happening in Boone. Uh, but yeah, there is a, there's a really good picture on the town of Boone police department, Facebook page where they show the tractor um, with, without the front wheel uh, after it got shot off. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's uh, what we're going to jaw about uh, in today's segment. So uh, what do you guys think? Well, I went to App State my first year of college before transferring to NC State, and it seems on point, to be quite honest with you. Um, really? Because it's a, it's a really <laughs> interesting one. Now, this was this was millions of years ago when I was there. It's this interesting, like bougie, wealthy, like little pockets, and then you just got some hillbillies. Yeah, and, you know, they're just ripping, roaring, and racing around, and um, you know, doesn't that could have been a professor? At Appalachian State that just lost it. Yeah. So, you know, you know, it's a small college town that's got a lot of money too. Um, so I gotta be honest, I'm I'm not shocked. Not shocked. Not shocked. Yeah. I would have yeah, would have thought that would be more of like a Florida situation, but um, mm. you know, here we are. What are your what are your thoughts, Ethan? Yeah, you know, um I'm also not too terribly surprised. However, I will say I gotta give this guy creativity points because oh, i've never thought about using a tractor as an assault vehicle you know but i, I mean, mean you can't you can't push over a tractor no you know? and, and the fact that they use spike strips okay like they they <laughs> did what they were supposed to do they were they had a blockade with spike strips whatever he just like plows right through them yes. like not phased at all he's mm. like please get out of my way you know like I feel like a tractor is like the country bumpkins tank, right? Oh, like yes. I, I have 100%. learned, I, if anything from this story, I have learned that in the event of a zombie apocalypse, 
you best believe I'm going to be using a tractor. We're going to attach oh, a plow to the front of that thing. Yeah, you get a cow catcher on there. Boogie, yes. boogie clown. That's right. Unstoppable. And I mean, tractors can move, man. So, can. you know, he wasn't yeah. just like back home, you know, there's these, you know, men that are 150 years old driving their tractors less than the speed limit. Like, you know, they're going negative three miles an hour. Right. You know? Yeah. But right. when you get a tractor up to speed, it is. It's a little tank. It'll boogie. It'll boogie. You know, and the thing the thing is, he didn't even run out of gas. And even after they shot the front tire off of this thing, he, he the only on reason why he got caught was because he went down a dead-end road and literally ran out of road. He had nowhere else to go. His, his lack of using Google Maps, which mm. is all of our fault. Like, if you use Google Maps, you'll be fine. Google knows well, what you want to do. And, and yeah. so we talked about this in the last podcast episode, you know, with your rant, Isaac. Uh, we rely on two things around here on this podcast, right? We rely on God and Google Maps. And, God you know, and Google clearly, Maps will guide you. There clearly, you I mean, he was not relying on either one uh probably no. so yeah. bless his heart bless. um i don't think this is going to be the last time we hear about something like this i think this guy has paved the way paved the way i'm sorry i said that wrong started a movement where we're going to start seeing more assault tractors used in criminal activity especially in the south in agriculturally prominent areas so honestly mm-hmm. this guy may have just started something so once again, bonus points for creativity. But yeah, yeah he gave it a shot. Yeah. But now I'm looking at a photo where it stopped, and hindsight's 2020, boys. But he's on this little dirt road deep in the woods. If he had just, you know, blocked the road with that big old tractor and just started a running, yeah. I believe he could have made it. He wow. made it to freedom. Well, I mean, he had a knife. I mean, it wasn't like he well, wasn't on. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, you know, he's he probably, as he's running through the Appalachian Mountains here, he might have come upon. Uh, a silverback gorilla and a bear fighting but he you know you can you can weave around that you weave around it and you just keep Dude, just plow right through that man just plow mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. through that it don't matter how much a gorilla can pick up it ain't picking no. up no i track. mean yeah if you see a, a if you see a bear flying past you that a gorilla threw you just duck and you keep going you just mind that's your right. business and they'll mind theirs that's that's, that's exactly all the woods. right that's all true. the woods son yeah but uh, we'll we'll post this story on the podcast page, uh, both in the episode link as well as our website. Uh, so be sure to check that out uh, in the episode description. Um, but yeah, it's it's worth taking a look at the tractor and honestly the video. Like, I mean, he's he's really not going all that fast. Like, it wasn't like the police cars, like he was outrunning them. Like he was just like unstoppable. Like he could not be stopped, so yeah, love it. Give it, give it a look. But uh, yeah, like thanks modern, for thanks for uh, of hazard. Yeah, thanks for John with it with me today, boys. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Always yeah. a pleasure. Just a good old chin wagon. That's right, chin wagon. Good old chin wagon. A folk moot. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the next segment. In this next segment, Isaac will share a rant, strong emotions, or any ill will he has stored up regarding a certain topic or event. Afterwards, 
Luke and Ethan will offer any additional thoughts, but most importantly, be there to provide comfort to and to validate Isaac in his negative feelings towards said subject. This is Isaac is Enraged. I want to talk about the problem that is running amok in my city and possibly yours as well. The problem is slow people in the crosswalk. Now, before I begin, I know some of you may think this is a similar traffic-related rant, which was the topic of last week's Isaac is Enraged, but I did sit down and think about, am I perhaps the problem when it comes to my anger when driving? Yet, I quickly came to the conclusion that it's everyone else, not me, because I am a perfectly reasonable human with perfectly reasonable driving requirements, and in this case, pedestrian requirements. I want to also point out that I'm not talking about crosswalks or pedestrians who are at lights, because if I'm sitting at a red light and you want to ooze your way across the street, go ahead. However, I will say that literature from the North Carolina Department of Transportation does state, and I quote, the pedestrians should not start to cross during a red or yellow signal. However, this goes ignored by many here in my fair city. Anyways, I'm talking about mid-block crosswalks, which are marked crosswalks located in the middle of a block, not at an intersection. And I'm talking about unmarked crosswalks, which are crosswalks at intersections where a sidewalk ends at an intersection and continues on the other side, but there are no lines. This is simply implied. It is the human clutter that slogs along in these types of crosswalks that enrages me so. So with that being established, let me begin. Pedestrians absolutely have the right of way when it comes to allowing them to cross the street in a crosswalk. Now, there are people who will come to a crosswalk, wait, look both ways, acknowledge that they need to cross, The drivers will stop, and then these people will move speedily from one side to the other. But this is a drastic minority of people. I live and work in an area where there are young men and women, college age and young professionals, so I assume they can't possibly be near my level of boundless wisdom when it comes to navigating life and our streets. But I have observed time and time and time again, these people slowly sauntering, sashaying, lazily crossing crosswalks when someone is waiting. Simply because I have stopped does not mean that you should take all the time in the world to get across the street. Some people cross the street so slowly you would think they are on the Oregon Trail and they are trying to ford a river in an overloaded wagon. I like to drive and travel with a sense of purpose, dare I say urgency, but so many men and women have begun a practice of taking a snail's pace when it comes to crossing the street. When I cross the street, I do so as quickly as possible. No one with a drop of sanity in their mind wants to make other people wait for them. Yet, insanity reigns in our world. There are scores of people who seem to be absolutely fine with basically walking so slow in their crosswalk that I could take a nap, file my taxes, or read the unabridged War and Peace before they can even get out of my lane. 
It is because of this that I feel legislation and laws should be introduced and passed that allow a timer to be started once a pedestrian steps off the street and enters into the road or crosswalk, which allows us drivers to clock them in such a way that if they do not walk with a sense of urgency and purpose, we would be allowed to gently, lightly, delicately hit them with our cars so that they may be prodded onward ever so slightly. It's just disrespectful. I am stopping my flow so that you can continue your flow. It's a balance. It's a give and take. However, when you slowly cross the road, puttering in such a way that it makes me wonder if perhaps the world has been put on half speed like some sort of random YouTube video, I often ask if perhaps we should even allow crosswalks. Because I think if people knew that a sense of danger was barreling down on them like a big old meteorite crashing towards Earth, they would perhaps step a little more lightly and get to where they need to be and not hinder me from going where I need to go. Oh my God, Isaac, that, that is a incredible rant. Wow. <laughs> was, that, was that too much? No, no, no not at all. I, so I definitely agree with you. I do think that pedestrians have this sense of like almost arrogance that like, hey, mm-hmm. the world revolves around me and drivers beware because here I come, you know, they, they ain't like, I mean, on Hillsborough, I have seen it time and time again, eat like, especially at the places where there is no crosswalk and there's just like that right. median like strip mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they'll just dart right out. Like it is everywhere. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I gotta be honest. I do that. However, I only do that if literally no cars are coming. Yeah, like I will stand there and wait, and sometimes the bus is like, "Are you getting?" And I'm like, "No, no, no, just keep going. I'm just waiting." And when there's nothing going, I'll just stroll my happy self across the street. But it's like when at you know peak traffic on you know around or on campus or whatever, they're just like, "I think I'll just walk whenever I want." Yeah, I was cutting through campus one time, and around the health center, this student, I thought they were just walking down the sidewalk, and I'm be bopping along, and he just has a right angle turn and just steps out in the street, doesn't even look. And I'm like, you know, man, I'm gonna slow down, stop for you. But you know, this is uh this is painted lines. This is not a force field, my man. So yeah. Luckily, yeah. had I hit him, he would have bounced into the health center. So that would have been op- <laughs> that's optimal. Oh, that's optimal. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. that's a good situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I first moved to Raleigh, um, I came from a very small town, like as I've mentioned before, and there are mm-hmm. like no crosswalks at all or anything like that. No uh yielding to pedestrians except in like school zones so it's like sure. you know more obvious so i remember my um my first week in raleigh um i was driving down hillsborough street and as i approached one of the crosswalks so back home you know we just we stop for cars because we know cars like if you're a pedestrian on the road you're gonna stop and wait for well, there's no car anywhere near you before you move because cars will mm-hmm. you know they're bigger than you and uh, right. do more damage than you do to them. Mm-hmm. So back home, you know, we don't tempt the fates. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So here, someone started crosswalking, crossing the crosswalk. And, you know, there's like mm-hmm. that little space in the middle between both lines, you know, where you can, if you wanted to, you could stop there and then resume movement. 
Well, I quickly learned that's not what people do in Raleigh. And so uh, I was coming down Hillsborough Street, assuming that the person would stop before I got to them. They did not. And so I had to slam on brakes, and I almost splattered a pedestrian my first week in Raleigh. And thankfully, he was a kind pedestrian. He did not smack my car, cuss at me, anything like that, like I've seen some people do. He simply gave me a look, shrugged his shoulders, and then just pointed at the yield to pedestrian sign and then continued walking as I sat there in embarrassment. Um, so anyway, but yes, um, I don't like when people walk super slow, but I have learned to expect people to walk out in front of you now. So I'm a much better driver for pedestrians crosswalking. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I I I cross the street with a little bit of haste, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, when I'm leaving work, there's there is a crosswalk and it's got the sign. It's like yield to people and all that, and people will still just zoom right on through. Like I'll be on the edge, like you know, I'm wanting to step out here, so I'm waiting for you to stop. And they're like, no, I can't be bothered, can't be bothered. So yeah. I realize people are are in a hurry, they're busy, and to the point of you know breaking the law. But uh, whenever I get in the road, I go. I go, especially if a wolf yes. bus is coming. You know, you got to be like, I got to, got to get out of the way. Got to get out oh, yeah. of that thing. I mean, I mean, they're, they're all over. They're all over. For crying out loud, you think some of these pedestrians, honestly, are like playing a game of Frogger, man? I mean, it's like oh, they yeah. want to stay in the road. I'm like, no, mm. no. You, you get to the other side of the road. Do what the chicken did and get mm. across that road, man. Just go on and get that's why i have a dash cam because like i'm just waiting for something something to happen where i'm just like you know hey go ahead and cross and then you know they like i don't know fall into my car accidentally because they've taken too long and my foot slipped off the the brake and uh, things happen things happen you know all i'm saying it's all i'm saying uh just if you're crossing the road do it quickly yeah. Do such with haste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are other people in this world besides you. So Shocking. Shocking. yeah. Think about think about your surroundings and others around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spatial mm-hmm. awareness. Spatial awareness. Good wisdom, yes. Isaac, as always. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for sharing. I try. Yeah. Yes. I try. Thank you for allowing me to share. Of course. Yep. What we're here for. This has been another segment of Isaac is Enraged. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Two Jedi and a Sith. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to like, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. If you did not enjoy today's episode, just lie a little to help out the show's ratings, okay? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Jedi and a Sith, no spaces, and check out our website, which will be linked in the episode description. Don't forget to submit your questions via social media or at Two Jedi and a Sith at gmail.com. That's T W O Jedi and a Sith at gmail.com. For now, Luke, farewell and wash your tail. Isaac, goodbye and don't die. We'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>